0: This is the Truckers Podcast, current events, local, world news, and trending, I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining in this evening at 9.12 p.m., Friday the 23rd of April. good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the show i am your host doug from ontario canada well what a whirl what a whirlwind of a week from last weekend and the announcement that the uh ontario government comes out to make and his Apologies yesterday, Thursday, it was an emotional apology by the Premier of Ontario. He admits getting it all wrong, this handling of this Third wave of this pandemic that we're facing here across Canada and really being hit hard, you know, here in Ontario. People look at it as though, you know, he's looking for, um, sympathy. You know, um, Maybe that's what he was doing. I have no idea. Saying, sorry, saying we're going to do better. Well, now he's got, he's got lots to live up to right now. Now, from the last weekend, you know, closing down all the playgrounds. Shutting down golf. Oh, no, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Ontario, Canada. is the only place in North America you can't play golf. The only place in North America you cannot play golf is Ontario, Canada. And when he was making these apologies, he didn't make any uh, exceptions to the rules. Saying it was a grave mistake to give the police these powers to stop you on the street and stop you in your vehicles to find out why you left your homes. He retracted those two things, the police powers, because the police departments in Ontario weren't going to enforce it anyways. And then reopen up the playgrounds for the kids. But other safe activities that we've been doing, not one single case of COVID has come from these activities like golf, playing tennis, exercising outdoors. Not one case of COVID in the entire year of this pandemic has COVID come out of these activities. But he's not going to retract that. He's not going to say, "Okay, you can go play golf now." I don't expect him to do, anyways. He could have done that last weekend, but he didn't. And a whole week now has gone by. There must be something like I don't know, hundred thousand names on the petition in, in order to um, get uh, get back to playing golf here in Ontario. And then announcing that he is going to have the Canada recovery and sickness sickness benefit that he was hoping for. He says, that's why we're working on our own solutions now to fill those gaps for everyone in Ontario, he says. He's been told to do this, I don't know how many times. Over and over again. He's denounced it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to bring in sick benefits for the Ontario workers. For. The essential workers. And especially for those essential workers who are making a low wage. Going into work sick. And then spreading COVID throughout the workplace. No, we're not going to do it, he says. How they came up with this idea of closing these outdoor amenities that were safe to do, I have no idea. Politically charged from other members of his party because the, the doctors that sit on the science table didn't say close the golf courses didn't, they didn't say close the playgrounds. They didn't say stop all of all outdoor activities that were safe to do. But they went ahead and did it anyways. And now he comes out, oh yeah, 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 we got to do this. We got to do, we got to have the sick pay, pay for all people of Ontario. Now you know, public health experts and members of the opposition, as well as the the province's own science adv- advisory table, have been calling the the has been calling for paid sick days for essential workers as the province's grapples with the third wave of COVID nineteen pandemic. Now, coming out there and owning up to your mistakes is a big thing. It's a big deal, politicians don't normally do that. Yes, he got emotional. Yes, he got emotional talking about, you know, people, you know, dying in the hospital from COVID-19. The emergency rooms are, or the, the ICUs are filling up, the beds are filling up in the hospitals. Yes, he got emotional about it. But tackling the real the real root of the problem is in workplaces. When you have somebody who's making a minimum wage, ladies and gentlemen, they have to go to work. They lose two weeks pay. You know, they got no, no money. People who make minimum wage, ladies and gentlemen, are living paycheck to paycheck. And without any other supports, coming from the provincial level is what's driving this pandemic. Now, by Premier Doug Ford saying that he's sorry. You know, he's got some big shoes to fill now. Now, I was reading another article too, our top doctor in this country, Teresa Tam, is saying that all provinces must keep these restrictions on until the summertime. Four weeks from now is the first long weekend to kick off the summer events. Yesterday it looked like we were we were looking, you know, we were going in the right direction the numbers, you know, kept falling. I mean, we're up at 4800, then we're down to 40, 4500, then we went down to 42, we dropped down to 36, dropped down to 35 yesterday and up to 4500 cases today. 1000 cases in 24 hours. Vaccines are going out, people are getting vaccinated. We know what's going on in India, it's just a disaster in India. There's something like 250,000 cases a day. And it's just escalating. Canada now has banned all flights from India. And what Canada needs to do now is ban all international flights from around the world. If you're not Canadian, you don't need to come here. Even here in the city of London where I live, we have areas that are worse than Toronto. Now I've always said this from time and time again, you know, bad behavior and you know potentially being at the wrong place at the wrong time you know is driving this is driving this this wave that we're having here in the third wave these new variants that have come into canada are driving this pandemic the government has lost total control here in ontario total control of this pandemic This is something that we don't want to see from our politicians here in Canada. And then, you know, he knows that he is dropping in the polls. People have been calling for him to resign. And now... Is this, is this is this coming back out now and saying, oh, we're going to have sick pay for all Ontario's? Is, is this politically driven by coming out to say that? I would say it is. Because he certainly wasn't going to do it until everybody just threw their arms up, up in the air and said, WTF. We just had enough. Me personally, I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of this pandemic like everybody else is sick of this. The Gulf nation here in Canada, you know, are hollering back at the government you know other provinces quebec you can play manitoba you can play alberta british columbia saskatchewan all these places out east st john's everywhere you can play golf but ontario you can't you know this is just absolutely absolutely ridiculous when it comes to that you know, all the things that we need to be doing for our mental health that we can do out there safely has just been stripped away from us. Now, I'm not a golfer, but I support them. Last spring, when they were able to open up, last May, golfed all through the summertime until up to they couldn't golf because wintertime. And then we had a great opening. We had a great spring opening and everybody got out there. Everybody following the rules out there on the golf courses. Until last weekend when Doug Ford shut it all down. Without any data or any proof that that's a problem. When all these cases are, are are driven from our workforce, people working in our our, our uh, grocery stores, our warehouses, food processing plants. Cargill, just here in the city of London, just got it's just going to start to open up again. They had eighty five cases of COVID and an outbreak in the cargo plant here in the city of London. And this is where it's coming from. And this jump from yesterday from 3,500 to 4,500 cases, all those cases all came from the Toronto area, Greater Toronto area. It's a huge hub, ladies and gentlemen. Ontario and, and, and Toronto, let's just say the, the Greater Toronto area is the capital of Ontario. 7 million people live in the greater Toronto area. We have 15 million people here in Ontario. So almost half of the population of Ontario lives in Toronto. The doctors wants people to be vaccinated with the AstraZeneca Um starting at the age of 30 and up our health minister says she's going to leave it for age 40 plus for now due to the supply issues and there's going to be more supply issues with what's going on in india so we can expect some more you know potential setbacks um with vaccines coming here to Canada, and probably um, the uh, AstraZeneca um, vaccine, you know we're probably not going to see much of much of that. And it looks like potentially we could be getting Johnson and Johnson. So hopefully. You know that starts rolling in as well um i really don't know ladies and gentlemen because you know everybody's hoping that you know in four weeks that opening up the cottages you know to get out of the city and, and, you know, get away from life for a weekend and stuff like that. But you know what, these small towns, the cottage country, and the Muskoka's up north of Toronto, if we don't get this under control, number one, you won't be going to your cottage. And in the small communities north of Toronto, they want nobody from outside their community to come in there because they don't have the capacity the uh, capacity to take in patients. Now, the other thing that's happening right now, I think this is supposed to kick off here today. And that's the Toronto Peel require all businesses with five or more work, acquire COVID cases to shut for 10 days. Now, whether they'll do this or not, it's hard to say. Now, I mean, this is the third state of emergency that we have put on here in Canada, and we're all probably thinking, or here in Ontario, but that we're thinking that, you know, we wouldn't see this again. Now, the, the chief medical officer of health, you know, beginning on Friday today, any business with five or more known COVID 19. Cases occurring within a span of 14 days or fewer, or cares where cases could be reasonably acquired when their infection at work or no other source of transmission can be identified will have to shut down. Now, with that said, sick benefits would keep people home. We've closed the schools. Kids are doing online learning and they're probably gonna be doing it for the rest of the year. We can't just drop down, you know, from 4,500 cases to 3,500 cases and then jump back up to 4,500 cases. We have to be going in the other direction. We really need to flatten this curve. In the next four weeks, there's gonna be a lot of bumps in the roads, quite a few. Hopefully Pfizer, you know, they don't falter. You know, apparently they're supposed to be ramping up with the Pfizer, Um, really don't know what's going on with the Moderna. You know, but uh, hopefully we can get that um, back as well, you know, to uh, hopefully get this, this these uh, shots into the arms as many people as we possibly can. Now, there's another article here that, um, I came across. And they never really talk about this. And that is, you know, we always hear about you know, people who are who are in the hospital, they're in the ICU. Um, they're not recovering, they're passing away from COVID-19. More people with COVID-19 are dying before seeking medical care than in the past waves. I didn't even know this, this was even happening in the past waves. They're dying at home. The provincial health officials are now investigating an alarming new trend of people with COVID-19 who are rapidly deteriorating and dying before seeking medical care. Ontario's chief coroner has reported this. We have been seeing a number of people dying in the community outside of the hospitals, which is new, unfortunately, and sad. These people have not been able to obtain healthcare because the disease affected them so quickly and so seriously, leading to deaths in the community, which we did not see in our office of the chief coroners in the first wave. Also goes on to noting to say that officials are now trying to investigate further to determine all of the circumstances surrounding these deaths. We are still trying to understand and evaluate what they can tell us. Now, he also is adding here that in all of these instances, the people were symptomatic and had either tested positive Or were were close contact of of a positive case. Symptoms have been present, not to the extent that were recognized as necessarily requiring hospitalizations. And then they were found deceased later in the day or in the morning. It just progressed that fast, ladies and gentlemen, that fast. So that is pretty shocking. That's pretty shocking to me to even hear that. Now, I think it was back on March the 20th when we had that big rally here in the city of London at the park downtown. Three women now have been summonsed and they would be looking at a minimum $10,000 fine for holding that rally. You know, I don't feel sorry for them. <clears throat> Get a $10,000 fine for breaking the public rules. Uh, And I, you know, I, and I've said this many times on my podcast here too, that, you know, that, uh, people saying that it's against their charters and freedoms. And when in fact it's not, you know, I like to see what they would say if they were, if, if the federal government would, would um, turn around and enact the federal state of emergency, which was only done three times in this country from the federal government. And that was during World War One, World War Two, in 1970 from Pierre Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father now, Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada. He can invoke it if he sees that provinces are not handling things very well, which during this third wave has just been nothing but a disaster. We're in a far worse place than we have been in this entire pandemic going into this third wave. And they even talked about it back in February. That we're we're more likely going to see a third wave and we didn't take action then. Seems to me when things get out of control, then they take action. Now we're going to see how much Doug Ford's going to listen. After his announcement yesterday saying all the weights on his shoulders, he takes full responsibility. We're gonna see how much that is gonna change his tune. So I'm gonna leave it short this evening, ladies and gentlemen, because I have a show to do at nine o'clock in the morning. I don't wanna talk about everything tonight. So join me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I'll be back out here and we'll carry on with some of this more situation here that um, about people dying of COVID before getting medical help in their homes. And no, it's not our elderly, elderly people, ladies and gentlemen, it's the younger people. This is happening too. So join me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening. Take care. Be safe. And thank you.